Dit is Paprika. Hello, good day and welcome by the Green Tech podcast about sustainability. I am Kelly Ruigrok from the Global Sustainable Enterprise System and we have actually uh, created a measurement system to measure sustainability performance of sustainable uh, products and brands. And today we have three guests here to talk about sustainability and ESG and also a little bit about sustainable development goals. Uh, first one, Freer, can you please introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, my name is Frederik Visser, I'm sustainability coordinator for uh, Hogenon Growth Management, Let's Grow.com, and also for our uh, parent company, uh, Badenburg Techniek. Great, thanks. Nice to have you today. Peter, welcome. Can you also introduce yourself? Yes, good, uh, good day, Kelly. My, P- my name is Peter Maas. I'm chief strategy officer from Coppert. We are active in um, biocontrol by producing natural enemies uh, for horticulture, agriculture, and biopesticides. Um, so, and in that sense, I'm also responsible for sustainability in our organization, but later more. Great, great to have you. Thanks, Peter. Adri, how are you? Can you please introduce yourself? I'm excellent. Um, uh, I'm the CEO of uh, Bowel Group. Bowel Group is a, uh, a supplier of uh, greenhouse components for uh, turnkey greenhouse builders. So, for instance, the, uh, the aluminum roof deck across the world, if you would see a greenhouse, quite often it would be a Bowel Greenhouse but also, for instance, uh, climate screens, uh, insect netting, etc. Well, great to have you here. Um, we're going to start with Frank. You're working uh, by Ho- Hogendorn and Let's Grow. Yeah. Um, what is Hogendorn doing exactly? Because, because you have a certain software which also impacts clients. So can you tell a little bit about the software and about the impact you're making? Yes, of course. Uh, Hogendorn Growth Management, we, are, we produce uh, software to, uh, to control greenhouses. That means uh, the energy, uh, light, uh, temperature, irrigation, etc. Um, Let's Grow.com is a sister company of ours. Uh, we m- uh, uh, collect data, we turn data into information, and that information we turn it into decision support, decision support for growers. We also feed the data from uh, from Let's Grow into our climate computer, and together we with the algorithms in the in the computer, we make it uh, well easier to for growers to make better decisions to grow better and grow better means in many cases grow more sustainable grow more with less well that's very clear basically but specifically on items you are checking out for example water usage in the uh, greenhouse and your clients can then reduce or check out how they can reduce water in the process that's that's one of the things and and water in general uh, in a greenhouse the use of water is already much less than it is in open field Uh, but we can still improve by closing the windows more so less water goes out co2 stays inside we can enrich the environment with co2 waste co2 actually here in holland from Europort from Shell yeah. is used in greenhouses and if we keep the windows more closed, CO2 stays inside. Also the bees stay inside. So there's a lot of uh, possibilities for our software to, uh, to have a good climate and to make it as sustainable as possible. And with what we're currently doing, that is, is uh, well collecting more data, digitalization of the greenhouse. Uh, make sure that the grower makes better decisions and in the end there's a lot of talk about autonomous greenhouse in the end uh, 
the, the grower doesn't actually need to sit behind his computer and uh, contr control anymore because the software is doing it. And what we've seen now is that we have the possibility to, to grow up to 20% more in the greenhouse with using more than 10% less input. And input is, is, is electricity, is gas, but it can also be fertilizer and it can be pesticides. Okay, well, that's impact, right? So I'm uh, uh, looking forward to discuss a little bit more uh, later on. Uh, Peter Maas, uh, you work, as you said, by corporate biological systems. You are actually the biggest one in the market that is doing biological crop control. So um, you are doing a lot already with what you're doing uh, with the company on sustainability. But how do you make sure that your team members and your whole uh, 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 group is also participating and intrinsically uh, uh, motivated to do something about sustainability. Yeah, now thank you Kelly for the question. As you can imagine indeed our products look very sustainable, right? Uh, natural enemies to put in the crops to protect against uh, pest insects so that uh, the farmer don't need to have uh, chemical pesticides anymore. Looks very sustainable. But of course as a company you are producing things, you're making things. So as such, you have an impact. And um, to make that an organization as more brought to the attention, we organized or we made a sustainability policy in place, which is executed in the plan. But um, we don't have a sustainability manager or department as such, it was for us extremely important that this plan was embraced by our employees in itself. That's why we organized ourselves in five function groups. These five function groups are the first one is social, that means how are our uh, employees organized, how to organize to, uh, healthy circumstances, fertility week for example, or, or uh, uh, health, safety and environment circumstances, etc. etc. The other function group is transport and mobility, which is more or less based on how we're going to reduce our miles and our CO2 in that sense. The other one is uh, packaging and raw material, as we as a company as well, we also use uh, plastics regarding our packaging, how are we going to in a transformation that we don't need it anymore. And then the energy and water, which is one of our biggest function groups, as you can imagine, because we also use energy uh, and water, so how are we going that uh, put in, in place. And the last one is the positive impact. These are clustering the four others and need to measuring how are we make sure that we can, in our storyline, but also can prove with data what we really are contributing to. And for that we are working also with, with external partners like uh, GSES to bring that inside information available and share that with our stakeholders, with our farms and our growers. But, but again, it started in our organization, embraced by our organization. So we refused to go for a nice story out there, what we so-called window dressing. Now we said, let's start to improve it internally and by our DNA, we will showcase, expose outside what we are doing regarding sustainability. So no greenwashing for copper, no just greenwashing for copper. Real, the real deal. Oh, that's great to hear. Thank you so much, uh, Peter. Adri, uh, contrary to a software company like Hogendorn, Boal is more involved in manufacturing. So can you explain to us how you 
with Bo ensure the sustainability operations from your own company? Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Um, so, firstly, um, we all contribute to uh, to, de to developing a, uh, a better industry, and we feel uh, comfortable that horticulture is uh, one of the key solutions to be able to feed the growing population around the world. Um, so, we have actually done the measurements and said, well, if we look back 10 years, we have produced 3,000 hectares of greenhouses around the world. If we calculate how much of that will be tomatoes, that's a billion kilos of tomatoes every year and well that translates into open field versus uh, versus controlled environment agriculture 200 billion liters of water every year we save as a result well let's be happy sit back relax and do nothing um, we realize that in, indeed contrary to for instance Hogendorn our own footprint is actually significantly higher it's more than just uh, the, the car fleet for instance of your uh, of your customers because as a company we produce 400 hectares of, uh, of uh, greenhouses and other products, um, but we also have aluminium extrusion as a basis for that. Well, aluminium is super product, 100% recyclable, so you would say this is great, but actually for us to get from aluminium into a greenhouse, it costs a lot of energy. So we have said, let's do this and assess it in the right way. Brought in third-party help and say, okay, you guys have done it many, many times before, also did bottom-up work and say, what else should we change here? Where can we save energy? Where can we reduce CO2? Where we can, can we save water? But other than that, not only the environment, but also the social and the governance part, where can, how can we work, uh, let's say, safer? And we've done that process in a couple of steps. One, data collection. The next one, benchmarking of where are we actually in industry? Third one is also understanding which are really the big ticket items, the big levers which we can swing here, for instance, energy efficiency and uh, CO2 emissions, and then prioritizing which ones of these ones do we want to change and put a roadmap in place. And lastly, we are actually brought uh, one of your colleague companies in and said, okay, can you do an assessment of where we are today? And we were extremely proud uh, quite recently to find out that we ended up number one in our category of more than 100 companies worldwide in building products um, in terms of our sustainability uh, plan, our sustainability um, uh, measures and our sustainability roadmap going forward and also where we are today. And it was big yeah. news, right? Yeah, it yeah. was big news. We I saw some, it all yeah. over social media and stuff, but it's really good. So you were number one in the sustainalytics rating, exactly. which is very, very uh, good. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so that's an, let's say, Morningstar company, which is yeah very much uh, internationally oriented and we felt because our market is 90% outside of the Netherlands, let's choose something which everybody can relate to. Yeah. Um, but uh, to stress, this is only where it all starts. So now we have more or less a zero measurement and uh, every year from now on for going forward, we need to improve yeah. and, and perform according to the plans we have put in place. It's not something of a price we put against the, uh, the wall and then celebrate and uh, sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. Yeah, so the certification or the rating is not the end goal, but only a, a, a tool to move forward, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, great to hear. And also very groundbreaking in the aluminium industry as well, because I know very few or no non-companies at all before I met you who can actually determine the percentage of recycled aluminium or material in their end products. So yeah. that's that's very uh, good uh, to keep on the topic impact. Uh, but also a little bit of what is then impact and what is sustainability. Um, Frick, what are the sustainability topics within Hogendorn that you are checking? Um, not only by measuring, but also towards the client. So what are those specific uh, uh, topics? 
Uh, well, within the, the Batenburg group, we have selected six uh, sustainable development goals out of the 17, and we measure uh, all the all the, the projects that we do uh, against those uh, sustainable development goals mm -hmm. to see what uh, what where do we have a positive impact or even where do we have a negative impact on on, on sustainability. And we have a, a, a roadmap in place to uh, increase that, so to, to choose more sustainable projects where we have a, a positive impact. Looking at, uh, at uh, Hogendorn Growth Management and Let's Grow.com, there's a few that, uh, that are the most important. Obviously, uh, uh, SDG 2 that deals with zero hunger, and for us, uh, zero hunger is sustainable agriculture. Uh, of course, SDC 6 that deals with clean water, and we uh, are, are a lot also in, in innovation and in, in, in use of data, which usually falls under uh, SDG 12. So that's what we actually measure. Um, we, we do not have to, of course, we can measure our own projects, but the size again of those projects is minimal combined, combined uh, compared to the the, the uh, output produced in those greenhouses. But what we have found out, uh, for example, during a challenge that we did uh, two years ago, the Autonomous Greenhouse Challenge, is that we were able to produce 20% more a crop, mm -hmm. uh, uh, in that case tomatoes, with more than 10% less input. So all in all, 30% plus impact reduction and input, uh, as, as I said earlier, energy, gas, uh, electricity, pesticides, fertilizers, water, etc. So that's great combining all those things. Yeah. Well, the thing is with the global sustainable enterprise system, we have now a database on product level eh? and not only on organizational level, which most companies measure on, but on product level, you can really show to the end client. And in yeah. this case, it's a lot of consumers, of course. Um, um, how sustainable is your uh, tomato. So in the field, what is sustainable? We have a circular footprint from the packaging and also from the product itself in toxicities uh, in a circular way. You have the health footprint, which is stating are there toxicities in the production process and in the usage process of the product? And is it? And if there are, is it reach compliant and compliant with law and regulations? And then we have the environmental footprint, which the Horti footprint uh, covers uh, in this sector. Uh, 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 a lot. So the thing is that if you have a tom tomato that's actually growing in an innovation center of Serton and that tomato is treated with coppered products and which basically are just natural products, uh, 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 most, yeah, all of them actually, uh, then you get a footprint of the tomato of, on health of 100%. So you get a green puppet instead of a red one. And in that case, we try to make it also visible and we want to work together with supermarkets, e-commerce, retail to make this happen. So that are the steps behind the scenes that we are taking with the sector to make that possible and to combine the data to make it very easy to read. So Peter, 
what are the corporate products? Because there are, are a lot of people that are thinking, okay, great, it's biological uh, crop control, but I, I was actually in your lab, in your innovation lab, uh, in the headquarters. Can you tell people what kind of products do you basically have? No, I can't tell. I all invite them to Coppert to uh, visit our experience <laughs> center. So That's very good. I am looking forward that buses are stopping in front of our door and uh, pops in. But uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. But it's of course our products um, are of course rather sustainable because they are natural enemies. Our products are coming from nature as such and we re reproduce them and put them in horticulture, agriculture crops. Um, and of course, in that sense, we are contributing in the reducing of, uh, of uh, chemical pesticides and of also artificial fertilizers. And so you could say, yes, but so you have a big impact. You can contribute a lot to several of the SDGs, uh, zero hunger, more sustainable cropping, uh, life on land, uh, water quality, water cleanliness, but also collaborations. And, and where you really feel that together you can build there an, an, an impact level. In our positive impact we have done that on three ways to make that visible. First one is uh, climate positive, that means how can we showcase that our CO2 is reducing in that sense with our types of products and our uh, processes. The second one is nature positive, where indeed how our products can contribute, for example, in the reduction of chemical pesticides, artificial uh, fertilizers, etc. And the last one is the farmer positive. That means how can we showcase to the farmer with his knowledge and his competencies is also contributing in that way. And what I would look at, and you already mentioned it a bit, uh, Kelly, is that, for example, when a grower is using the aluminium of Boal, the technology of Horgendorn, the products of Coppert, the packaging material of X, A and Z, and that we are indeed connecting all these kinds of dots where we can showcase to the consumer, to the supermarkets, when she or he, he is buying the products in the supermarket, what is really exactly the footprint? What is now, what, what is he contributing when he is buying such kind or she is buying such kind of product. I think that's where we should go to as horticulture and to the fact that we are organized already, I think, uh, rather well, if I combine it with other sectors, uh, as you said yourself, I think the step in that direction should not be so complicated. It's just by being uh, transparent. And I think you have here on the table already three companies who are willing to do so and to be transparent because it's also a kind of as, as you said in the beginning, it's kind of risky eh, to be open. Yes. But I think that's the only way to go. Yeah. Because in a couple of years, regulations and Europe, Europe is already making that kind of directives that you need to prove and you have to open your doors and you have to showcase and giving data what you're already doing. So it's better to already not be afraid and open now already your doors and explain what you're doing and say, okay, I'm not there yet, but this is what I'm going to achieve yep. in five years, in ten years from now. And then you're going to get in connection with the retail, with the consumers, with each other, and starting to build steps in reaching that ultimate goal. 
Yeah, totally agree. But also the cross-sectoral collaboration. You have the horticultural sector, and maybe soon you all will be pitching with one solution towards the uh, uh, supermarkets because we need that collaboration going, and we need that supply chains to really do stuff. So yeah, that's uh, I agree totally with that. Um, Adri. Um, can you be uh, uh, more specific about some of the targets that you are now pointing? Because now you are the front runner, you are the first one uh, in your sector, so you want to, to stay ahead. So what are you going to do with Boal next year to make it even better? Or is there room to make it better? For sure, there always is. Um, let's be clear, uh, it's great to be ahead, but I'd uh, even enjoy it more if the whole pack runs in the same direction mm -hmm. rather than people staying behind because it's, uh, there's only one earth, we cannot uh, divide it between us and them. Um, uh, we have set uh, some clear targets for ourselves. As an example, uh, in our water usage, we have uh, set a target of uh, and a plan to reduce 15% by 2025 um, in terms of the recycled and low CO2 emission uh, aluminium, increase that, that share by 25% by 2025. Um, and if we look at a little bit further ahead, and particularly in the energy space, 35 to 50% reduction by 2030, and even a plan to get to, to net zero by 2050, um, even though that needs a little bit more work. So the plan toward 2030 is, uh, is on paper. The plan further ahead, uh, we actually need more technology as well to help us to find a sustainable solution for that. Um, and uh, for instance, in the area of health and safety, to be a top performer without in this industry to make sure that everybody gets safe at home every day. Great. Well, that's very good uh, that you have the very good intentions, but also putting, uh, 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 well, doing it, really doing it. So that's uh, that's that's very uh, uh, good. Well, Frirk, we uh, actually. Uh, uh, met in uh, Dubai, I think, on the World Expo for mm -hmm. the first time. Um, and I spoke with your colleagues before because they were actually doing the measurements uh, on their own organization. And you also, uh, uh, pro well, was in that process. Um, you are actually first in the software angle yeah, yeah. in your sector, in the GSES uh, uh, system. So. Hogendorn is uh, uh, ranked the highest. Um, what did you experience from that? Did you get a lot of questions or a lot of experiences that uh, were shared by uh, uh, other companies that you work with? Or how did you experience that? Because I think it's the first time that, well, it was really measured like that based on ESG level, right? Yes, and it brought quite a bit of attention over social media, of course, and, um, but, well, yeah, it is important uh, for us, but I think, uh, and I want to uh, uh, go a little bit further where, where Peter talked about, about uh, indeed uh, connecting the dots and, and showing to the world, showing to our customers, and whether it's retailers or whether it's politics, showing as a sector what we already contribute. Because uh, many people don't have a clue about uh, the, the sustainability of our controlled environment agriculture sector. Um, there's, there's now talk about, well, why should we feed gas into flowers? It, it, isn't there a better way to use our gas? And uh, if that's the common uh, feeling amongst politics and amongst the public, the general public, we're, we're not, not doing very well. So as a sector, with all the collabor collaborations that we have, and we've 
talk before that altogether we will absolutely reduce uh, the footprint and make us more sustainable. Prove it, measure it, and, and, and show it to the world. And I think that's, that's in extremely important. It's the footprint of the, the production that we do, but f much, much more it's the impact that we have. We give our customers the opportunity to grow in a very, very, very sustainable way. And if certification can help, can help prove it, yes, we should do it. Yeah, so basically it's very important to show to the whole world that the, the yeah. horti agri uh, sector is sustainable and to show how. But not everything is sustainable, but, but there are sustainable alternatives. So combining the three, for example, companies, as Peter just uh, uh, said, is one of the examples how it can also work. Right. And also mentioning that we met in uh, Dubai, you work together there also with corporate biological systems, also mm. with other uh, uh, parties uh, uh, to have a joint solution there. Because if you are doing this internationally, it's great to have Dutch knowledge and solutions to be spread. But uh, in the case of Hogendorn, Coppert and uh, Boa, it's spread together. So it's stronger. It's very clever. In, in general, partnerships uh, are, are necessary to get the best out of everybody. Yeah. Certainly for all the innovative startups that's, that's starting now, they, they need uh, other companies, they need to be together for knowledge sharing, for money sharing if possible, for sharing the market, for, for getting to the market. Yeah. So these partnerships are extremely important. And if, and again, all those partners together connect the dots, we are so strong. I just, I to add on that, I think also regarding horticulture, we all know how uh, growers are suffering now a little bit from uh, from the gas prices, right? I mean, uh, some are even thinking, uh, well, what I'm going to do next week? Uh, am, am I going to still be there in uh, yeah. a couple of months from now? So it's it's easy talking then about sustainability if you uh, don't know if you have still a job or or, uh, yeah. uh, or income. Um, but on the other hand, I think that uh, by showcasing it to the Dutch government uh, and not only the Dutch government but international to governments as you said in the Middle East but also other areas uh, to the public what horticulture is already doing and what Dutch technology because also not, not underestimate the Dutch knowledge and experiences what we can share where we can contribute to all this kind of uh, sustainable improvements like water use reusing uh, energy, uh, climate, uh, data, uh, infrastructure, uh, name them all. We have so much to offer as an industry and, and can contribute and have an innovation impact that where I would be more than happy uh, to, to contribute into that and to put horticulture much more on stage. Because if we look, if we put ourselves in a helicopter and we are looking to the future, we know that we as a horticulture can contribute to several of these challenges which are out there. Yeah. We have a small piece maybe, but an important piece of that puzzle. And that is where we should yell more and be on stage more to tell that story. And be open, be transparent, explain what we are doing, but also asking the knowledge and understanding and the respect to work together and to do it. 
Yes, so start the positive lobbying, right? Stop positive yeah. lobbying. So we have to create that traction between the consumer and producer. And this is actually the way forward, how you are describing it. It's really true. And it's also hard to have a helicopter view at a certain point with all things going on in daily uh, life and in the world. But it's it's needed to, to have that. Adri, you wanted to add something. Yeah, I think helicopter view is one way to ex describe it. Another way would be a more holistic view of what is needed for uh, for uh, the different uh, sets of challenges, whether that's in the Middle East, uh, China, or, or North America. And that's where I, th I feel particularly proud following, for instance, the, the expo in Dubai, that all of our companies actually stuck together, went out there under the umbrella of the Dutch Greenhouse Delta, and offered us a set of approaches which would work. And we actually saw it this week with the Minister of, uh, of Climate of the UAE coming to the Netherlands, actually believing that story rather than 25 salesmen running to somebody with a brochure, actually a set of companies from the Netherlands who are there to help them build their own industry on a local for local basis, rather than just selling something and then flying off again. So I think we can be pretty proud of that with the three companies around the table, plus the others who have contributed to that. Yes, definitely. And Dutch Greenhouse Delta has also yeah, become common knowledge in the sector, but also internationally, of course. Eh? So it's it's a, a very good initiative to uh, to make real business happen. Exactly. Yeah, great. Okay, well, a question. We have, of course, as you just said, sustainable development goals, sustainability, biodiversity. A short question, because we have to wrap up in a little. Uh, Freerk. What is your most favorite uh, uh, topic to work on yourself? What's most important for you? The impact. Okay, the impact yeah. on all. Yeah, I, I, I can <laughs> mention a lot because there's so much to, to sustainability and uh, the, the, uh, I have um, projects running on diversity within our company because we are an almost male company. So uh, there's so much to talk, but positive impact for our customers. That's by far the most. Okay, Peter. Biodiversity. Yeah, yeah. Biodiversity is key today. It's very key. I, I think in the longer run, uh, when we really want to work, uh, contribute to the climate change, but also to to life on Earth, uh, to safeguard yeah. nature, again, where horticulture can play a role in, um, then I think biodiversity is uh, is for me my sweet spot. Yeah, Adri. Your sweet spot. Yeah, for me, it's uh, as it's uh, called in a nice word, feeding the world, and that's finding the balance between energy, water, land usage, etc., to feed 10 billion people by 2050. Oh yeah, very, very beautiful. I'm going to say something as well. I like the word self-sustainable. I never heard of it actually a few years before, but self-sustainability is basically sustainability. Right, because in Dutch you say self-redzaamheid, but it's basically if you can save yourself as a company, as a human being, as a planet, as an animal, as whatever you are, well, it's all coming together. So I like the word a lot. But uh, biodiversity is key today, so I, I, I'm with uh, Peter on that one. Um, thank you so much for being here today, because we did a session on the green tech, which was uh, very nice. Now we did a podcast, so let's hope that everybody who is listening also uh, thinks the same, like, yes, let's make impact. Yes, let's dive deeper into this. Um, so if you have questions, you can contact uh, Green Tech and they will put you in touch with Peter Freerk or Adri. And uh, I'm wishing you a good day. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. This is Paprika. This is your radio.